following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. So, when I decided to kill myself, it was then that I found a reason to live. Hey everybody, welcome back to another installment of Chop and Cheetah in the morning, but at night. Yeah, 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 I'm Chop. And I'm Cheetah. Hey guys, welcome back, welcome back. To a second installment of Chop and Cheetah in the morning. But at night. We, uh, we had an original... Uh, this is supposed to be my week. We had an original uh, topic set up for this week, but there's been so much going on that uh, I didn't have time to research. So we said, fuck it. You know, we threw together a little, you know, installment of in the morning, but at night for you guys. Because uh, we got a couple, you know, we got a little bit of good feedback on the last one. You know, people enjoyed it. They said it was a nice little, you know, break. So. We figured we'd give that to you guys since we're getting into a little bit of a shake up here now. Because now next week I won't be on at all. Drew is going on vacation. So he's going to be doing another solo episode with a guest. Yeah. And uh, I'll be taking a break for the week. But then we'll be back together again next week. So it's beginning of May. But uh, also... Just to give a little clarity to why we opened the uh, episode with that quote this week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my birthday is on Friday. That's right. Big 3-1, baby. Oh, yeah. And uh, anybody who's listened to this pod for a while now has known that, you know, a year ago I was in a really bad place uh, with my depression and, you know, like really bad anxiety. And, you know, I was kind of... You know, I don't want to. I don't want to rehash all of it, but you know, I mean, if you've listened to it, you know that I was, I was on the verge of, you know, kind of checking out. You know, I didn't really want to be here anymore. So the fact that I made it to thirty-one, and now I'm the happiest I've been in a long time is just, you know, it's a big accomplishment for me. So when we were planning this episode, I asked you if it'd be okay if we opened it with something, you know, a little, you know. Something a little more personal to me just because of, you know, with my birthday being on Friday and, you know, we're pretty excited to hear that, you know, I'm, I made it to C31 because, you know, I think 31 is going to be a good one. And, uh, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm the happiest I've been in a long time and, you know, I shout out to everybody that helped me get here. And then, you know, 31, I also try to plan on uh, trying to launch my mental health campaign that I've been, you know, I've been silently working on for a little bit now. Yeah, silent, he says. I'm trying to get that, I'm trying to, you know, get that off the ground. It's something that, you know, I've become very passionate about with my own struggles. So, yeah, I don't want to ramble on, tell you guys all this shit, you know, that you guys could care less about. Just, you know, 
basically just want to tell you, you know, I made it to 31. I'm happy. Appreciate all you losers for helping me get here. It was, you know, it's been one hell of a ride. 41 episodes. What is this, 42? Um, let me just double check that real quick. I'm pretty sure this is 42. 42 episodes? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was because, yeah, yeah. because you were a little upset because you wanted to do 40. Yeah. No, wait. Is this 41? This is 42. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, it's been fun. 42 episodes. It's still so, fuck kicking out here, man. Yeah, I mean, we got to 42 and, you know, a lot of shit has changed for me in between now, when we first started and now, so... You know, you guys are a big part of that, too. This podcast helped me in more ways than I could, you know, ever imagine. You know, meeting Matt changed my life for the better. Dude, so I, shout out to you, Matt Johnson. Appreciate yo, you, big dog. I, I know I know, yours is all the time. The one that first time I came to his studio, the studio we're doing our stuff in, like, we, we took, like, less than... Five minutes as soon as we walked out. As soon as we got to the Pretty car. much as soon as me and Drew got to the bottom of the stairs, we knew that this is the place we wanted. That uh, this is the place we wanted to, you know, start our dream at. And, you know, it's been a fun ride, you know. We've had a lot we've had a lot of ups and downs. Maybe more ups and downs than uh, a lot of podcasts faced this early on, but you know, we made it through it. We lost a Hulse, yeah, but, you know. but we still support his. We still support him. Yeah, you know, shout out to Mike, man. He helped us get it off the ground. I appreciate him. Yeah, I wish. Uh, there, there's times I do miss him. You know, he's it's understandable. I get why. You know, he wanted to venture out on his own. We all kind of wanted different things at the end of the day. There's nothing wrong with that. It's all business, you know. It's still love, no matter what. But you know, but yeah, uh, if you guys. Didn't listen to uh, part one of Chopping Sheet in the morning, but at night, then basically it's just, basically it's this idea that me and Drew had where it's kind of just, or me and Chop, my bad, me and Chop had this idea where it's, it's kind of like our talk show concept, kind of. We're not really going to have a set topic, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, you know, a couple, just a couple stories that we've picked up throughout the weeks, you know, that we want to talk about that can't fill an entire episode so that's the stuff we're going to talk about today. We got some movie news, some you know, entertainment news, some crime news. I got a little, I got a little crime story real quick for you guys. Yeah, always guys. You know that's my forte. Sports and news. Then, uh, yeah, some sports news. Drew's got. I mean, Chop's got. I don't even know what Chop's got to be honest with you guys. He's kind of just got a bunch of random shit. But uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do here for you today. We're going to talk about you know just a couple. Different things that we wanted to mention for a little bit that we couldn't fill an entire episode with, so I'll pass it off to Chop real quick, and then you know we'll we'll jump on in. <clears throat> Do you know the ninetieth day of the year is April 9th? Like, oh. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? The ninety ninth day of the year is April 9th. That's what you wanted to start? That's your first topic? Oh, I'm just looking at what happened in April. Guy. This fucking guy. <laughs> you got any announcements or anything you want to make before we jump into this? Yes. Um, how, how Cheetah said it, um, he won't, you won't hear his voice, but you hear mine next week. I still got to come up with what I'm going to talk about. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, how's it? Uh, and... And today is 420 for all you storm dogs. You know what that means. Mm. 
Yes. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for that riveting uh, introduction there, Chop. That was that was great. That's, you know, giving the people what they want. Oh, uh, yeah, more shenanigans what? and more. All right, let's jump on into our first little topic here. Something that I wanted to mention a couple weeks ago, but Chop made me hold off. He said it wasn't, you know, we didn't give it a much leeway in between talking about it, but... Now, the movie has dropped on HBO Max, so if you haven't watched it by now, I mean, I don't know, you're shit out of luck. Go watch it. Turn back now. We're going to be talking The Batman. Oh, man. Spoilers, you know, so if you haven't seen it, you don't want anything ruined, turn back now, go watch it, come back and listen to the episode. <clears throat> but this is something I wanted to talk about pretty early on because I've been waiting to discuss my feelings on it. And before you guys who've listened to this channel before get all, you know, belly aching and whatnot it's not all negative okay i know people say i know a lot of people tell me that i'm negative about a lot of movies but it's not my 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 review of it's not completely negative I'll, I'll admit right at the beginning that i did kind of enjoy the film you know i gave it a solid score i, I enjoyed it for what it was but i mean there's some stuff that we definitely got to talk about that just was not working at all for me but before i dive into you know, my bullshit. Let's ask Chop. Chop, what'd you think of the movie? Oh man, give us a little rundown. Of what you thought? My rundown. I was surprised. I still. I was. So, I was still surprised. I was awake for the whole movie. You know how my movie history. I've been good lately, but you know how my movie history is falling asleep. Watching for a little backstory for people, Drew uh, Chop has a tendency of going to the movies and then falling asleep during them, and missing the entire movie. So. But I'll admit, the last couple of times we've gone to the theaters, he has been pretty good. He's been, you know, he's been pretty alert. I think there was a time where, I think it was not long ago, where we went and seen a movie together, and he stayed away throughout the whole movie, and I kind of dozed off for a little bit there. Yeah, I forgot what movie. So, it, was, it was a good movie. That was during his dark, that was during Cheetah's dark time. My dark times. My dark time. The, um, I know we used to do like a... A full movie breakdown, but it's just a sample. Yeah, this is just. It's just something to just talk just, about. This, this one, we're just gonna, you know, just kind of give our thoughts on the on the movie, and you know, you, what we think, where we think, or you know, I mean, like kind of what we would think, what we'd like to see going forward. If this is like something that they want to pursue, and keep Pattinson around for a while, you'll be honest. Then, I'll, you know, I'll like I like Pattinson. There. I'm not gonna lie, I liked it. I thought he was good. You know, he was he was a better Batman than I thought he was gonna be. And, um, and I mean, I'll be honest. I was I doubted him from the beginning when they first cast him. I was like, no, there's no fucking way. Yeah, there's no fucking. There's way. no way that Twilight guy is going to be a good Batman. But I was surprised. He was good. He was. He wasn't bad. Oh yeah. Um, but with that being said, as Bruce Wayne was kind of shit. I mean, let's be honest. But, but you think about you it. could tell his Bruce Wayne is supposed to be a young one because he makes a lot of stupid fucking. Choices. Oh, he he did. He definitely did. But I mean, he was a good Batman. I enjoyed his Batman. Yo, but uh, Alfred played. Alfred by, was fucking great. But and played, circus. Andy Circus, great actor, dude. I was like, all right. I was like, I'm not used to. I'm used to seeing this some old guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Uh, the and one old, uh, the old Jeremy Gears. Irons who played it in Batman v Superman. Um, then the one that was um, the cartoon one. He looked like Alfred. Yeah, I don't remember what. I, the I don't know who the guy was, the but voice actor was. But I know you're talking about. But that Batman show had one of the best Jokers. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Mark Hamill's up there with one of the greats. Ever. Oh, definitely. Um, I definitely like how they selected Zoe 
No. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Is that Lenny Kravitz's daughter? Oh, yeah. And it's Jason Momoa's stepdaughter. Because Jason Momoa's married to her mom. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, just imagine you, go, imagine you go to the house like, hey, um, hey, guy. You're like, oh, my God, you're Aquaman. All right. That's crazy. I was like, can you, it's like uh, for me, I, I'll probably be a fanboy. Say, like, can you take your shirt off? Me to have, have a shirt contest. You fucking stupid. Uh, the Riddler, only the the thing about the Riddler, um, I didn't really like Riddler. He was too dark. Oof. I'm happy we got to the Riddler because it's been eating me up right now. Waiting for you to talk about this. I'm not gonna lie, you guys, I was not a fan of that Riddler, man. I like the Riddler. He's one of my favorite Batman villains. I think he's awesome. But I like the goofy Riddler, you know? I liked that. Like, the Jim Carrey Riddler was very goofy, you know? I really really enjoyed that. And then, even though Gotham was kind of a shit show, what they did with their Riddler, I really liked, too. How he kind of slowly lost his mind. And you could see him descend into madness, kind of. I really liked that. But this Riddler... With this Riddler, he seemed kind of like just like a serial killer knockoff. It didn't really... I don't know, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. And then the fact that, like, the Riddler, the riddles that he left for Batman, Batman solved them in, like, 30 seconds. That was just, like, eh, but, it's kind of a cop-out. To but, me, but if you think about it, Batman is real smart. Yeah, but just fin- to get him all that fast, that seems, you know, that seems kind of dumb. But, um, you know, I'm not saying who surprised me, but he did a good Jim, Jim Gordon. Uh, Jeffrey- you called me, you told me the next day that you didn't like his Jim Gordon. Yeah, but uh, uh, I like to mention. Don't change your fucking. No, no. All right, here, here's don't don't uh, don't go on my throat because I because I remember Jim Gordon being a white guy. I'm I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just remember him being the old grumpy white guy with the mustache. He he pulled that look off. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't like like at first like I'm watching like is my eyes is my eyes like blind. Well, it is very confusing because we go from fuck who played him in the Dark Knight Rises trilogy. Fuck, I can't remember that guy's name. I could look him up real quick. I'm gonna be really mad that I don't remember his name because he's a great actor. Oh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman played him in the Dark Knights trilogy, and then we go from him to J. Jonah Jameson, or not? Uh, fucking not J. Jonah Jameson. What's that guy's name? Fuck. No, I can't remember that guy's name either. Shit. I don't know. You guys know what I'm talking about. The guy who plays J. Jonah Jameson. We go from Gary Oldman to that guy playing Jim Gordon. And then now we get Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon, which is a completely different Jim Gordon. But, I mean, I like Jeffrey Wright. He was good. You know, for what he was in the movie, he had the very, like, seasoned Jim Gordon, you know, kind of, like, feel to him where he... He's like, what the fuck, Batman? He's a seasoned cop because he's, like, you know, he's, like, a takes-no-shit kind of guy. Before we get into... Yeah, it was Gary Oldman. Yeah, okay. Um, Also, I wanted to... Even though he wasn't in the movie as much, Colin Farrell as Penguin was fucking great. Oh, dude, I I didn't... He was great. I didn't recognize Colin Farrell. Me either. He was fucking great, though. That Penguin was awesome. I really hope that Penguin sticks around for a while, because I'd love to see what they do with him. But, um... Of course, Sean Greenwood with this... uh, I mean, Cheetah Greenwood with this one. He'd rather take the Jerry Leno Joker over this psychopath. Yeah, this fucking Joker was terrible, dude. He didn't even have to laugh. Dude, he, it was just... He didn't even sound good. He sounded so fucking stupid. Hey, you want to make friends in here? The only thing that made me happy about it is that the director had already said that that cutscene isn't meant to set up 
Joker being in the bigger, like in any, in like any of his DC movie, any of his Batman movies moving forward. Because they've already stated that they want to move away from Joker being the main villain. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's the only thing that, that makes me happy about it. And then, uh... Yo, um, I don't, I don't know if she's not going to agree with this. I like the car scene chase. The car, car scene chase was, was, it was a little too long, but it was amazing. The pain was like, ah, I got away from this guy. Like, huh. I didn't like the car chase, man. I felt like the car scene, the car chase scene was just way too dragged out. Like, they could have shortened that whole scene, dude. They're, a lot of it was just so fucking dumb. It's like, okay, we get it. He's driving after him. He's got a fucking muscle car and shit. Like, we don't, we get it. Ooh. But, I gotta tell you guys, man. Their Gotham City, maybe one of my favorite Gotham cities. Oh, ever. dude, it looks like New York City. Dude, this down. shit looked dark as fuck. Like, they made it look dark and gritty like an actual Gotham City should look like. So, I mean, that part was great. Then there's also another big part in the movie that really drove me nuts. It's the part in... When they're in the stadium. When the stadium's being overflown with water and shit. When he, like, sees that that fucking warrior is about to touch the water and shock everyone and kill them all. He's like, oh, I'll take care of it. You guys get out of here. Jumps to the wire. And they, like, slow down the camera. They make it all slow-mo and shit. And then he slices it and falls. And you're like, holy fuck, this is wild. This is dramatic. Like, are we not going to see him again? Before the end of the movie, and it's going to, like, set up, like, him maybe, like, like you know, kind of, like, Gotham City thinking he died, maybe? Nope. Gets up 30 seconds later. Not even. <laughs> like, bro, come on. That, that was a whole fucking waste of such a badass moment. Yo, I, I like how his, I like how his parents didn't get killed at a theater. Yeah. The more. Where did his parents get killed again? I forgot. Like, like some campaign office or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. At least we don't have to have the origin story, like how he... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm happy they they didn't go the route of another origin story. Like a hundred other fucking movies have done. Like how we had to deal with the Spider-Man origin story twice. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, like, I, li- I definitely like the uh, Batman uh, costume, I think. Yeah, I like the costume. I mean, it's, it's top, there it's, was nothing... Honestly, there was nothing wrong with the costume. There was nothing wrong with Pattinson. You know, Andy Serkis was great. Zoe Kravitz is great as Catwoman. Hot as fuck, by the way. Uh, Colin Farrell. I mean, the characters, all the characters in the movie, I didn't have a problem with, except for Riddler. I mean, the movie has, overall, I enjoyed it, you know? I'm not saying, I don't think I'd ever watch it again, because, uh, you know, it was long as fuck. But, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I mean, it was a good movie. I, I mean, I did, I'd recommend it to people. I think everybody should see it at least once. Actually, we, 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 give, we give you a 10 score. Like a pizza what, review. What did I give you? You, you told me a 7.7. 7. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. 7.7, 7. that's good. Um, I'm sticking with my original number, 8.2. I think it was 8.5. Piece of shit. Because I love Batman. <laughs> Whatever. But then again, with Robert Pattinson, he proved himself. He's a I mean, good Yeah, act. he was great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm, you ain't going to hear me hating on the guy's Batman anymore because, I mean, he definitely proved me wrong. Yo, would we rather watch a three-hour movie along with Robert Patterson as Batman or a three-hour-long movie with uh, Ben Affleck as Batman? I don't know. I liked Ben Affleck's Batman. Honestly. Well, you like the Batman or, or his uh, Bruce Wayne? I liked his Bruce Wayne and his Batman, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. I think Ben Affleck's a great fucking actor, man. I think he gets way too much shit. I yo, think he's great. Yo, I hear how Hollywood goes with different Batmans. Like, 
We have bad Yeah, nipples. well, I mean, we can't really say much. Marvel's done the same thing a hundred fucking times, yeah. too, so. But, uh. DC's just taking a little bit longer to, you know, figure it out than Marvel has. But, hands down, DC probably got the best animes. Oh, yeah, their animes Cartoons, are I mean. Fantastic. But the, if their if their movies if their movie scale was just as much as Marvel, I think I think Marvel might be a little in trouble here and there. Well, the good thing now is that now DC or WB I should say, which owns the DC properties, they're looking into doing what Marvel did, where they hire a big like a head guy, like how we have Kevin Feige for MCU. They're looking to hire somebody like that for DC, who overlooks all the movies and shit. Which, I mean, if they find somebody, I mean, that might be the best way. To, that might be the best route to go, honestly. Yo, um, if we're, cause we're talking about superhero movies, how you saw that Thor: Love and Thunder? Oh fuck yeah, dude! Dude, like, <laughs> what was that? What was that? Spark, 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 damn it, Cheetah! <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I seen that trailer. That shit looks fire. I was like, I'll watch this. Like, then again, I like, I think out of the original core, if if I'm not calling the Hulk. Uh, I think my second favorite superhero is uh, Thor. I fucking do it. I love, like, I've always liked Thor, but, like, Ragnarok really sold me on his character, honestly. Like, Ragnarok was so fucking good, dude. Like, I fell in love with Thor as a character after Ragnarok. So, like, when I heard, like, and then when they did, like, the big, like, MCU, like, the Comic-Con thing when they were announcing all the future movies... When they announced there that Jane Foster, a.k.a. Natalie Portman, was going to come back for the next Thor movie and take over as Mighty Thor, I'm like, bro, holy fuck, I can't wait. This shit's going to be so good. And the way that they're setting this movie up looks like it's going to be amazing because if you've seen the poster, the poster looks like an 80s action film, dude, which is fucking great. That's perfect for Chris Hemsworth. That's perfect for the way Thor as a character is now. Then you add Corgan, oh my, yeah. voiced by Taika Waititi. Dude, it's like a we're basically going to be getting a Thor movie, but it's also going to be like a buddy cop action film, which is fucking great, dude. It's and, brilliant. And don't forget about uh, and don't forget about uh, uh Drax, because Guardians is uh, oh yeah, Guardians is in there too. That's true. Yo, just, just met. Just, I don't think Guardians is going to play that big of a part in this movie though. People think they are, but I don't think they will. Honestly, they're probably- I think they're gonna maybe be like in the like the first little bit of the movie, just to like set them up as being there, and then like maybe like they leave, and then near the then we get like a post credit scene setting up Guardians three, oh, telling oh, us where they're going. Oh shit! I'm kind of looking at the, their cast for Thor. Christian Bale's in it. Yeah, he's playing uh, Gore the God Butcher. He's the big bad. Russell Crowe. Yeah, he he played Zeus. What the fuck? The Olympian god. Yo, they bring back, uh, what's her name? Teresa Thompson? Tessa Thompson? Yeah. Yeah, dude, she was fucking great. They're, they're bringing back... She's uh, great as Valkyrie, so I mean, add on that, too, on the already the stacked movie that we're going to get. Um, What, what character is Matt Damon playing? Oh, Matt Damon, uh, if you remember from Ragnarok, when Thor gets back to, uh, when he gets back to, um, what the fuck is it? What is this, what is his homeland called again? Uh, a, 
I can't fucking remember. It, it starts with, uh, yeah, I, just, I remember. Asgard. Asgard. When he gets back to Asgard, remember how they're like, it's like Loki pretending to be Odin, and he's like watching a play? Oh, yeah, of yeah. Of like yeah. what happened in Dark World? Yeah. Well, yeah, da- uh, in the play, Matt Damon plays a version of Loki. He plays Loki, but in the play. Oh. Uh, so that's dude. probably what he'll be back doing again. Yo, I don't, like, they didn't really confirm, confirm, but guess you can be in it again. Who? Mark Ruffalo. Are you looking at the cast list on Google? Yeah, because I know. Yeah, I, I don't trust Google. I don't trust Google because people say, "Oh, dude, Iron Man Four coming out." Yeah, well, no, you know what I realized? I found out a while back is people can go on Google and they can edit cast lists. Because well, so there was people saying that uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine was going to show up in Endgame. They had him in the cast list for Endgame. <laughs> or uh, it's funny when. People in Google, they they had John Cena as the invisible cloak for Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really because I, I know that the only reason I said that is because I know Mark Ruffalo is going to show up in She Hulk, the Disney Plus series. Oh, dude, I can't wait because that's his. That's obviously his cousin, Jennifer Walters. But yeah, man, I'm, I mean, Thor: Love and Thunder. I mean, the trailer already. It's just a teaser show. We only got like a minute and thirty seconds, and it already fucking sold me on the movie. Especially that that clip at the end when we get to see Natalie Portman fucking jacked. By the way, her arms look huge. We get to see her as the Mighty Thor. That shit sold me. I was like, all right, I'm in for this movie one hundred percent. I want this shit right now. Take that trailer, liquefy it, and shoot it straight into my veins. That's how much I love that trailer. <laughs> Yo, who's uh, who's Luke? Is, is that his younger younger brother? Who? Luke uh, Hensworth. Yeah. And uh, his the the medium brother is uh, fuck, what guy? There's Chris, Luke, and Liam. Liam's the real youngest. Yeah, Liam's the one that was engaged to Miley Cyrus for a while before they broke up. But while we're on the topic of movie news, I also want to talk about Vin Diesel announced that Fast Ten has officially started production. Oh fuck! And it's being called Fast X. Oh god. Listen, I know a lot of people don't like these movies and they want them to just stop already, but they're my guilty pleasure movies, man. I can't help but fucking watch every single one of them and I get so hyped watching every single one of them. Even though they're so stupid and they literally don't make sense anymore. I just can't help it, man. I love them so much. Like, does it make sense that John Cena played his little brother that we've literally never heard of before? No. But did I love it? You're fucking right I did. But yeah, man. Fast 10, starting production. What do you guys think of that? I'm pretty hyped. I didn't watch the last Fast. Honestly. Fast 9? Yeah. It was pretty good, actually. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a decent flick. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm yep. excited to see where they take it. Yeah. I think my favorite, my favorite Fast movies was the first couple. I would say the sky's the limit with that franchise, but they went to space in the last one, so what obviously fuck? that's not true anymore. No, uh, I like, like the first Fast and Furious... Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift. That was one of the movies was actually about cars and... Tokyo Drift sucks. So Tokyo Drift is when you get to see Hans. Yeah, and that's not even his best movie. Yo, does Hans come back in the knife? Yes. Man, I need, I need to watch Hans. It's Han. Han. A fucking Hans. Piece of shit. All right, man. Well, yeah, Fast 10's in production. 
That's exciting, I guess. Not for everybody, but for me, so fuck you guys. Also in DC news, Ezra Miller, the guy who plays The Flash, was Got arrested it. in Hawaii. Again. This is the third time he's been arrested in Hawaii now. I don't... You, you know I don't get... Because I know he's a superhero. A superhero. But they just slap him on the wrist by, like, Johnny Depp. The man that got... Not accused Yeah, of- what do you expect? It's WB. They let Amber Heard keep working, too, and she's a piece of shit. What, what the hell was that? They let Amber Heard keep working, she's a fucking scumbag. Who's Amber Heard? Oh, my God, Drew. That's who Johnny Depp is going on. That's his ex-girlfriend. The one who fucking accused him of abuse. Yeah, I don't really get that. WB... Because they're fucking scumbags. They don't care. They're so desperate to make a movie fucking franchise that they don't care. <laughs> And everybody's like, oh, well, the evidence pointed at Johnny. No, the fuck it didn't. If you would have read, actually read shit when the fucking evidence first started dropping, you would have known that it was all bullshit. None of it made any sense. But yeah, since we're going to talk about, since we're in that now, we'll talk about that too. Johnny Depp's trial is going on currently right now. It started, I think, a week or two ago. I think it started about a week ago. And it's a six-week trial. Six weeks? Holy fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh... Amber Heard is suing him for something, and she is... Wait, hold on, let me see. Man. Oh, yeah, he, uh... She is suing him for defamation for $50 million. Oh, wait. No, he is suing her for defamation for $50 million after she accused him of des- domestic abuse, and she is suing him back. Oh, kind of suit. Yeah. But, basically, if you've been living under a rock forever... You me. Uh, a couple years back, uh, Amber Heard came out trying to accuse Johnny Depp of uh, abuse, saying that he beat her and, you know, he did all this other crazy shit to her. So, basically, every movie franchise that he was either working on or getting ready to work on at the time dropped him. They fired him. Hollywood blacklisted him. He lost a bunch of endorsement deals and shit because of Amber Heard. Then a year goes by, finds out, turns out she was lying. She's never gotten hit by him. She was the one beating him. She put out lit cigarettes on him constantly. She took a shit in his bed while her and her friends laughed about it. She cut off the tip of his finger with a glass bottle once. She beat him, punched him. She did a whole bunch of shit to him, but she basically ruined his life. She got to keep living. She got to be in the Aquaman, the first Aquaman movie. Got a big-ass salary for that movie. Then got to come back for Aquaman 2, which is shooting now or has been or is done shooting. Another big-ass salary for that movie. Johnny originally had to pay her a bunch of money, a huge settlement the first time they went to court. She swore that she was going to donate all that money to charity. She didn't donate any of it to charity. She kept it for herself. But now they're in, they're in court again. This is their big court case. This is the one that's going to last six weeks. And from what I've seen so far, Amber Heard's team is being fucking torn apart. Eh, Her eh, legal eh. team has literally no legs to stand on. All the proof... All the proof and the stuff that has been come forward has been in Johnny's favor. Uh, but... Yesterday and today, for the first time ever since all of this started, Johnny 
uh, was given a chance to take the stand and testify. And this is the first, yesterday and today are the first times ever since she originally accused him that he's been able to tell his side of the story. No other court has ever given him the chance to tell his side. So that's currently what's happening now. And as from what I heard, I've seen a couple of live feeds of it from what I've heard. At this point, everybody's saying that if they don't rule in Johnny's favor, then it's all rigged because Amber Heard has literally no evidence to go against Johnny. But she's sadistic. She's a, she's a piece of shit. And I can tell you right now why it wasn't taken seriously in the beginning because society has this stigma that men can't be abused, which is bullshit. Men can be abused. I was taught my entire life to never put my hands on a woman. So if a woman put her hands on me, of course I'm not going to strike back because I was told not to. That's very true. So I'll let there, I'll sit there and let a woman beat the shit out of me. And even if it's not physical abuse, I've been emotionally abused by women constantly. You know, men get gaslighted too. You know, men get fucking, get fucked around too. We get our heads played with. Oh, fuck They yeah. need to break the stigma that men can't be abused. Abusers come in all sex, all genders, all races, anything. Anyone can be an abuser and anyone can be abused. So I know that's a it's fucking no chance in hell that Johnny Depp will ever hear this podcast, but... If he does. If he ever does in some kind of miracle, Johnny, I stand with you. I hope you get justice. Uh, Bring that fucking bitch down. <clears throat> Yo, just, ma- just imagine if me, you... Chapachita was on the jury uh, Giant Depp. You know, I'll be like... I keep the motherfuckers stuck in that jury room forever until they decide to go again. Go like, for John. It's, like, it's, like, it's like, what are you guys talking about? Fuck you! Giant Depp been my role model. Uh, uh, I don't know who Giant Depp is, but he's my role model. Yeah, but basically this court case has been super under wraps. Anybody that's... Any of the witnesses or suspect, or you know what I mean? Anybody that's being... That's being questioned during court. Can't say anything to anybody on the outside about the court case. They can't talk about any of it. They can't, you know, watch. Uh, they can't watch any of the live streams of the court case. They're not allowed to see any information about it. And chances that their opinion might be tainted. Uh, so Johnny did have a witness. I can't remember who the lady was or what her name was. That was uh, building some pretty solid evidence to rule in his favor. But... She was taken uh, out. She was taken out of the court case because they caught her watching a live stream of it. So I mean, that's how that's how uh, it's pretty. It's pretty lock and key. But I mean, if they rule in Johnny's favor, if anybody in the world stands with Amber after this, then I mean, it's just it's just a fact that you're you're uh, you're an enabler of abuse and. You know, you're a piece of shit. You're garbage. You're a garbage human being. I don't care who you are. I don't stand. I don't stand for abuse ever. That's not. That's not okay in my book ever. I don't care what the case is. But yeah, that's that's my little rant about Johnny Depp and scumbag Amber Heard. You know, dude, if you ever did a movie with Johnny Depp, like if he if he does like 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 AMA or like. A, None. If we ever got Mr. America and the Freedom Fighters off the ground, I'd want him to be in it. Just for one episode. 100%. One episode. 100%. Yo, but his method, when he acts, like, because you know, you know how he was in that movie, A Wrangle? Yeah. Like, he actually had everyone in the cast, don't care if they're just talking in the studio, 
they had the cast just go through the lines, like obstacle course. Like, all right, because his method of acting is pretty strange. He's a, he's the type of person he will not watch none of his movies at all. I mean, there's a lot of guys like that, or a lot of people like that, I should say. But yeah, man, that's uh, you know. Johnny Depp's going through his trial right now. We hope the best for him. You know, we hope that justice wins in the end. But uh, while we're on the on the topic of, you know, court news and shit like that, I also wanted to mention that uh, as of today, official breaking news as of this morning, uh, a UK judge has ordered the extradition of Julian Assange to the U.S. where he will face a 175-year sentence for journalism. If you do not know who Julian Assange is, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown. Who, Julian? Julian Assange. Uh, He is wanted in the United States over the publication of thousands of classified documents in 2010 and 2011. Uh, the U.S. was appealing a court ruling from January that said Mr. Assange would not be ex- extradited due to health concerns over his mental health. The American authorities assured the court that Mr. Assange would not face highly restrictive prison conditions if he were allowed to travel to the United States. They said that the strict measures would only be used if Mr. Assange committed any further acts that would merit them. Mr. Assange's fiance Stella Morris condemned the new ruling as dangerous and misguided and said that the U.S. assurances were inherently unreliable. Uh, Julian Assange is the founder of WikiLeaks, an organization that made headlines around the world in 2010 after it published a series of leaks provided by U.S. Army intelligence analyst Chelsea Manning. The leaks include 75,000 documents related to the war in Afghanistan and around 390,000 Army field reports relating to the war in Iraq. WikiLeaks also published more than 250,000 diplomatic cables dated between 1996 and 2010, which provided insights into more than 270 U.S. embassies around the world. Uh, Julian Assange entered the Ecuadorian embassy in London in 2019 after a court ruled that he should be extradited to Sweden. Sweden authorities had issued an arrest warrant for Mr. Assange following sexual assault allegations. Uh, Mr. Assange requested political asylum in the embassy and said he would not leave even if the sex allegations were dropped because of fears that the U.S. also wanted to extradite him. Uh, So basically, Julian Assange, uh, he used to run WikiLeaks, and he leaked a bunch of government information about the war in Iraq. Uh, they branded him a traitor, like what they did to Edward Snowden. And now if it becomes... If they approve his extradition back to the United States, he'll be tried on a 175-year sentence of for we, leaking these documents. Me, personally, if you know, if you listen to this before, I've stated where I stand with Edward Snowden, and I stand the same way with Julian Assange. I think branding them a traitor is ridiculous. I think the reason why they want to throw him away is because he leaked government secrets, and the government doesn't want their dirty laundry to air. Yo, if he's just like reminding us of Air, uh, 
Area 51. Um, Roswell. You know how the government would just want to, hey, shut the fuck up. We, yeah, that's, c- basically, that's basically what he did. He aired their dirty laundry, and they don't like that, so they want to throw him away for it for the rest of his life. You know, I stand with Julian Assange. I hope more people out there do. If you don't, I understand it's your right, but me personally, I stand with him, and, you know, I hope they let him take asylum so he never has to come back here because I don't believe that he has to answer for anything that he did. Yo, so, how did you Julian got... Assange, shout out to you, man. Yo, how did Julian got caught? What do you mean? He... They no. know who leaked the information. No, I'm saying, yeah, I get it, but, like, I don't have, like... Yeah, well, he seeked political asylum, but if the U.S. sends a warrant saying that they want him extradited back to the United States, they can't deny it. They can't deny, you know what I mean, sending him back. They have to send him back. And that sexual assault allegation shit, that was just to add more fuel to the fire. I think I don't think anything actually happened. I think that's just the government saying, oh, well, maybe if we add more charges, they'll get rid of them. And they'll send them back here. Which is fucked up. Because, you know, the government's run by fucking evil, sadistic people. Where their only, their only, uh, their only interest is, you know, helping themselves. I see. But, speaking of government being shitty and shitty government things, Drew, you know what yesterday was? The 29 year anniversary of Waco? You were supposed to say what? A what? Yesterday was the 29th anniversary of the Waco siege. What the fuck? If you guys remember a while back, we did... Uh, a little bit of an episode where I talked about I talked about uh, the Ruby Rose incident a little bit, and then we talked a little bit about Waco, what happened in Waco. But uh, if you need a little rundown, here it is. On April 19th, 1993, the 51-day siege at Branch Davidian Compound near Waco, Texas, ended as a fire destroyed the structure after federal agents began smashing their way in. About 80 people, including two dozen children and section leader David Koresh, were killed. So, basically, uh, the Branch Davidians, they were a religious cult. I use air quotes for religious cult. (laughs) Air quotes. And uh, the government seeked to take them down, so they went after David Koresh. Uh, you know, they tried to bring a bunch of charges against them, and they fired first into the building. So to try and protect themselves, David Koresh and his people, you know, they had a standoff with the police, with the FBI. But the FBI, you know, they couldn't wait any longer, so they started smashing. They tried to smash their way into the compound, and it's and because. Waco had their own fuel and shit inside to help run, like, their, you know, their grounds. Uh, they think that one of the bullets, one of the stray bullets hit a tank of fuel and it set a fire and it killed about 80 people inside of Waco, including two dozen children. So, uh, yeah, that's who your government is. The government you trust and love so much. They killed 80,000 people for no fuck, or they killed 80 people for no fucking reason. And two dozen children, so. 
Yeah, I'd say they're pretty... I'd say, yeah, man, they're pretty great. But yeah, I mean, if you don't know a lot about Waco, it's a it's an insane story to research. I've I've went down the rabbit hole a few times. It's wild. Yeah, what rabbit hole is more worse? Waco or uh, uh, Jonestown? By a, by a thousand percent Jonestown. But yeah, Waco's a... I mean, it's a crazy story. It's a good story to hear, though. Uh, Netflix did have like a little limited series on there at one point, but I, I didn't get the chance to watch it. Oh, it's so I heard it was pretty fucking good. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, I just kind of wanted to mention here today because I thought it was interesting that yesterday was the anniversary for it. So uh, yeah, man, I mean, if you guys are interested in that kind of stuff, definitely check that out. Waco's a good story to hear. You know, maybe somewhere down the road we'll do an episode about Waco. I don't know. There's a lot to dig through there, so... Might be a guest episode, maybe something that could help us dig through it. But yeah, man, 29th anniversary of Waco, Texas siege, pretty fucking wild. Yeah, man, wild. Wild. What else you got over there to talk about, Drew? I'm just looking up. Pe- I'm looking up birthdays of 20 of April's. No, we're not gonna do that. Well, this isn't fucking CNN, okay? This isn't EW, Drew. <laughs> We're not going to talk about fucking celebrities' birthdays and shit. Come on, man. You're better than that. Uh, in crime news, the body of a New York City mom was found stuffed inside of a duffel bag on the side of the road in Queens, New York. <laughs> uh, police are investigating after the body of a woman was found stuffed inside a duffel bag in Queens. CBS New York reports... The woman was identified as 51-year-old Ursula Gale. Police said a man was walking his dog just after 8 a.m. Saturday when he came across the bag. Officers arrived and found Gale's body inside it. The body had started had not started to decompose. Uh, hold on. Uh, police said the trail of blood from the duffel bag led to them to a house on Juno Street where neighbors said Gale lived. Uh, I'm going to miss her. I'm in shock, and we cannot believe that this is happening, one neighbor said. Neighbors said Gail lived in the home with her two sons, aged 13 and 17, and her husband. They described her as a stay-at-home mom who loved her children. Just so tragic, I just feel sick to the bone about hearing this, Nicola Blankson said. She enjoyed life. She was out and about and, you know, socializing, seeing theaters, traveling. Sources told CBS New York the suspected cause of death was blunt force trauma. They said if investigators initially believed Gail's 13-year-old son and husband may have been persons of interest in the case. They later said that the husband is not considered a suspect. Uh, police said Gail's 13-year-old son was taken in for questioning and was released. Investigators are now looking for phone records to determine when it was locked active. Neighbors who saw Gail on Friday said she seemed to be in good spirits. Uh, they also said that Gail was stabbed 51 times. What the fuck? Yeah. So 51 times and then hit over the head. Blunt force trauma is what killed her. Hit That's over the, fucking wild. Wait, wait, wait. Getting stabbed 50, 51 times. Yeah. But get hit in the head, killed her. Well, I mean... I'm not going to say this is a serial killer because I don't know, but in a serial killer case, if they stab somebody that many times, it's personal. But they don't want them in the, they don't want the chance of them being able to still survive if they leave them there. So that's why they beat them over the head to make sure they're dead. 
But stabbing him that many times is usually a personal thing. Yo, Sean, uh, I totally forgot because your birthday's in a couple of days. Guess what happens on your birthday? What? Our good friend Uncle Phil called you Captain Planet. Oh, yeah, Planet. Captain Planet. Because it's Earth Day. For Earth Day this year, if you guys care about the Earth, just recycle for the day. Or some... Just fucking recycle every day. What are you talking about? Don't recycle just for one day. Recycle every day. What the fuck? Or or we should do... Um, if you guys listen, around 7 to 8, we should turn off our power. Yo, go listen to fucking Earth by Little Dicky, man. That shit will inspire you to change the world. We only got one Earth, man. Let's clean this shit up, all right? Yeah. It happens to be on Earth Day. It's Cheetah's birthday. Yeah, man. Cheetah's with your uh, With your powers combined... I am Captain Planet. Dun, 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 dun. Captain Planet, Planet, he's our hero. hero. Gonna wait, take pollution wait, wait, down wait. to a zero. Wait, I just got uh, yo uh, like before uh, before we left today to come here, uh, Cheetah showed me a uh, a movie. We've been we've been looking for this movie for a while. Yep. Thanks to my mom. Shout out to my mom's. She's a wizard. She found a sealed copy for five bucks. The Holy Grail movie. The, it was the Halloween tree. I love that movie. <laughs> and if you don't remember the Halloween tree, it came out in the 90s. And it's about three friends who try to save their friend Pip. They try to get their friend's their, their friend Pip's soul back before Halloween night, before he's stuck as a ghost forever. It's a fucking great movie. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic. Then, my mom also got me, also bought me a copy. <sighs> Sorry, I'm tired. I'm up since 5 a.m. She also bought me a copy of Tower of Terror, which I fucking love. If you guys don't remember that movie, that movie was fantastic, too. It had Steve Gutenberg in it and a young Kristen Dunst. Yeah, well... The Halloween tree came out in 93. Shut the fuck up, Drew. But yeah, man, that was a great flick. And then I tasked her with a real, I thought it was going to be a real tough one today. I asked her if she could find the Paper Brigade. You know, the Gunther and the Paper Brigade. That was a good movie. Which is a movie I've been trying to find for years. Literally not even five minutes from leaving the house. After we left the house, boom, she found her already. Fucking insane. That woman's a wizard. I don't know how she does it, but I love her to death. But while we're on the topic of Disney movies, here's some excited. Well, not really excited. I could really care less. <laughs> I'd rather get a third movie, but whatever. Uh, but it was announced a while back that Justin Bartha, who played Riley Poole, Riley Poole in the National Treasure movies, is returning for the Disney Plus series. Uh, if you don't remember Riley, he was Ben Gates, played by Nicolas Cage. He was his little nerdy sidekick. The guy was awesome. He was great in the movies. He was uh, nice for comic relief. But the new Disney Plus series focuses on Jess, played by Lisette Alexis, a young dreamer who recruits her friends and embarks on a venture of a lifetime to uncover the truth about her family's mysterious past and save a lost Pan-American treasure. 
So, yeah, man. Might be interesting, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not really looking that excited. I'm not really that excited for it, to be honest. I'd rather get. I'd rather have a third movie if I could choose. Yeah. I'd like another National Treasure movie just to finish it out, but I don't know if it'll ever happen. Who knows? I'd love to see it happen, but, you know, might never get it. Who knows? But, also, on Disney News, something I just learned not long ago, which I thought was wild because I never knew. Drew. Yeah. When Elton John recorded Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Oh, that's a good song. For Lion King. The Lion King. Do you know who sung backup vocals on that song? Uh, no. Rick Astley, the creator of Never Gonna Give You Up. And here's the real kicker Robert Englund, the guy who plays Freddy Krueger. Oh my God. <laughs> what the hell? Yep. Yo, speaking of, uh, speaking of like, uh, concerts. I know you're a big uh, Queens fan. I met I met a guy a couple weeks ago. It was about about a week or so ago. He went, he was there at Live Aid. Really? The, in Philadelphia? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking badass, dude. He's saying that. Fuck, I said, dude, how how was seeing how was seeing Queens? Like it was. Probably one of the best shows I've ever oh been to. Oh my god, that's amazing! I'd love to it, it was a, it time was a, and see them at Queen A. Live Aid. Yeah, it was a th- three-day event. That's so fucking sick. Like, I was like, I, I talked to him for a little bit before the band, before this concert started, because of course you go to the concert, you start talking to people around your area. And he says, "Yeah, I was at Live Aid. I, I've been going to concerts ever since I was since 1979, 1975." I was like, dude, dude, you should have got his contact info. I'd love to interview somebody like that, dude. Someone who's been to Live Aid. That'd be insane. Oh, dude. I was, I was to hear what it was like, dude. Oh, actually, actually hearing Freddie. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. I would cry if I went back in time, dude, and seen them live. Oh my god, I would pee my pants. Probably. All yeah. right, all right, Chop. Let's go. What else you got over there for me? All right. Um, if you guys know, I like football, and football associates. Football yeah. and fo- football associates. I'm trying to be like King Hill. Propane, propane, associate. Uh, Debo Samuel, Samuel wanted, uh, he told uh, the 49ers for a trade because he's not happy. I get the idea why he wanted to trade because these top receivers are getting paid. But it's like, oh, that's a lot of money. But if you really break down their contract, it's not a lot of money. It's, it's still a lot of money, but after the third year, after they get washed up, they get just. Leave the team. Well, I mean, the 49ers are also kind of trash, so. I mean, I don't blame him for wanting to leave. Dude. Isn't Jimmy G trying to leave, too? I'm not really sure, but um, I know um, they got the uh, they got, um, the top three tight end, George Kittle. Yeah, well, I mean. But, but if he, he he's good if he don't get hurt. Well, shit, man. D was probably like, fuck, I want a Super Bowl, man. I ain't trying to wait any longer. No, no, I want to get paid. Yeah, he probably wants to fuck a Super Bowl too. Shit, shit like uh, do. yo, dude. I be honest, I can't wait. I can't wait for uh, Buffalo's the Bears at uh, Hill. I was just gonna ask. Do you think that Miami picking up Tyreek Hill is gonna make any difference to their team? You think they're gonna be a threat at all to Buffalo? Mm, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not really. Key to, I'm not too worried about Hill. 
I think Tyreek Hill's a good player to pick up, but I mean, I still don't think they should be putting that much trust in Tua. I don't think he's that good. Dude, t- dude, if you guys remember the games, Tua, the first game against Buffalo, he got he got fucking cream pie. There's a reason they call him Tua turned the ball over. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if I ever get a chance to meet Tua, I was like, dude, you're a good quarterback, but you, you play for the wrong team, kid. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe he'll be good. Who knows? Yo, how about... How about Stefan Diggs getting that? Everyone, everyone's pissed about that Stefan Diggs. Not, not really I don't pissed. Know why? It's because a fucking great deal. Dude. It's what not. Are you about? It's not like uh, keep that motherfucker locked down forever, man. There's a good chance he'll fucking retire in Buffalo now. Yeah, you know, you know, my favorite signing was uh, Isaac McKinney. McKenzie McKenzie. Oh, I fucking love Isaiah McKenzie. Yo, um, I'm he, sad that we lost Cole Beasley, but I think re-signing Isaiah McKenzie is gonna. It's going to make up for that a lot. Honestly. Oh, definitely. Because Isaiah was fucking great in that Patriots game, dude. Oh, my God. He was amazing. Um, Yeah. He said, yeah, I'll work for a bag of candy for Buffalo. <laughs> that's, like, that's the cool thing about Buffalo now is, like, to see where they were a couple of years ago to, like, now, like, people like Von Miller are like, yo, I'm fucking hyped to go play for Buffalo. Because everybody knows, like, yo, Buffalo's on the verge of a Super Bowl. It, like, if we don't get a Super Bowl this season, dude, I'm, I'll be surprised, honestly. Like, I think the team is gonna be as stacked as it's ever been uh, dude and then whoever they get in the draft oh definitely i think the bills are this is like one of their best shots at the super bowl this i'm just season. i'm just a little upset trey white's not back yet yeah, he won't well, be back to like november october that's, i'd rather him heal up completely 100 percent. you know you can come back and fucking yo, play it out for the playoffs yo if you think about it, september it's not september is a good month but you, you can still you can still do some dream dream crusher <laughs> you can still do some dream crusher September, but because September it matters, but it all matters in late October, November, December. That's when that's when you're pushing. That's when you gotta push your teams to the yeah, limit. It's in the playoff push, yeah. That's that's when we're really gonna need all our guys back at one hundred percent. Man, is near the playoff push. Yeah, um, because I'd like to fucking cream KC so bad. I just want to fuck. Oh my god, I just want to see them go down like a two dollar whore. Yeah, but it's funny now. uh Kansas City, they was signed. Uh, they got Juju Smith. Uh-huh. Juju Smith. <laughs> him and Patrick Mahomes, or him and fucking Jackson Mahomes, could do TikToks together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be funny because now they're going to double covers uh, Kelsey. Uh, what are you going to do? The funny thing about it is uh, Mahomes, like, yeah. We did mention it before, but Mahomes like trying to get serious with his money, but his brother and his wife. And he's not, a fucking idiot, dude. I can't stand her. Who, uh, Brittany Mahomes? I've never, li- I've never disliked anybody as much as I dislike that girl. All right, all right. Here, here's the situation. Be with not, not like actually do anything like that because you know, be with her for twenty four hours, or be with uh, Brady's wife for twenty four hours. I'd rather be with fucking Brady's wife for 24 hours. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Brady outside of New England isn't as bad as Brady in New England. Brady outside of New England doesn't maybe want to punch his face in as badly as Brady in New England did. Yeah, but you're never... I mean, I'm sure Patrick Mahomes as himself is a great dude. But, like, bro, your fucking brother and your wife are just tainting your image right now, bro. They make you look like you're a piece of shit. Dude, I don't like... They embarrass you. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like his helmet. Like, like how you wear his helmet, I, I get it. It's just weird for me, Chris, because they don't have really nothing like 
because you know some helmets have like designs and they like right there in a the white spot. Uh-huh. I really don't like his helmet. I don't like. It seems like it's too high up on him. Yeah, well, he's got a fucking weird head. <laughs> but then again, he is a he's a good. I'm not. A, I'm not. Fuck try, that guy. He's a good quarterback. Yeah, fuck him. He's trash. <laughs> he's trash. That guy. Yo, I, I think I think New England still got something underneath their sleeve or something. I'm still worried about New England right now. Then again, the NFL bash Mac Jones for that 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 one game he only threw three times. He's a three. fucking loser too. All these New England fans are all hyped about him and shit. Like, bro, he's trash. Just dude, get over. Dude, if he was if he was a good if he was a decent quarterback, he will at th- least throw ten times. Did you see him at the combine? Nah, no, not at the combine. What was it? What was the combine? No, the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. See him at the Pro Bowl. Nah. Fucking trash, dude. He's missing passes left and right. Yo, speaking of uh, quarterbacks, Mahomes, uh, June first on TNT, you gonna see the great. Rematch of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes and a golf off. I'm I might have to watch that. The Gray Beards versus the new the new Bucks. But it was funny. Uh, Josh Allen was already talking trash to. Uh, I know Tom Brady was talking trash to him too. Did uh you saw that picture? He uh, photoshopped him. It's like, yeah. It's like at least I don't have no. He's like at least he didn't put me in no Brady gear. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, was Josh Allen here? Uh, during the uh, Brady whooping her ass era, or was it like near the end? End. I think it was near the end of it, right? Someone said about that. So it was near the end. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was near the end of it. Yeah, but hey, man, whatever. He's not in New England no more, so I don't care. Until yep. we face him in you know off season, whatever. Then I care. Or wait, we face him in our regular season this year, don't we? Last year we did. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, you're right. This year we're. Uh, I was thinking of something. This year we got the NFC North. I'm thinking that no, not NFC North, AFC North, and I'm thinking uh, the NFC West because I think we're playing Seattle. And I'm what do you think r- about your boy Maddie Ryan going to fucking uh, Colts, dude? I'm I really want to buy his jersey because I bought Julio's jersey when he went to Titans. I just got to see how he is. Julio's if he fucking five hundred years old, dude. <laughs> they gotta just put him out the pasture like old Yeller. Hey, yo, Yeller. Hey, uh, we, hey. I was gonna ask something else, not caring what it was. Yeah, fuck it. But yeah, I'm just, I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know if rumor we're gonna get Stefan Diggs. No, not Stefan Diggs. We did get Stefan Diggs. We talking about? No, uh, uh Gilmore. Oh. We thought we were gonna get him because the, the dude changed his jersey number. No, he's out with the Colts. Yeah. I hope he does something for the Colts. I hope he does something for the Colts because I love Matt, but I also <laughs> hope he's trash just because I hate him. <laughs> Remember that time he left the he left Buffalo? Yeah, and he tried to talk shit about us, and he was trashed all Yo, the time he played for us. Speaking of the Bills, I heard a bunch of Bills players, because you know they're from the South. They want to get a Waffle House up here. Hell yeah. Dude, you ever been to a Waffle House? Isaiah McKenzie's been leading the charge, man. He's the first one that said something about it. Yeah, dude. Um... If they better waffle. They they should be waffle. Waffle house. If if you go to a waffle house, if you guys do listen to this, if if you see your cook with a joint behind his ear, he's one hell of a cook. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say. 
But uh, before we get on out of here for the night and go eat some food, I got a little cra- I got a little bit of a wild story. Before we get on out of here, some girl brought her imaginary friend back to life using AI technology on her microwave, and she said it was the most terrifying experience of her entire <laughs> life. So we're gonna talk. A little, we're gonna listen to a little bit of her story real quick. Uh, her name is Lucas Rizzito, Rizzotto, and she says, When I was a kid, I had a really unusual imaginary friend, and that was my kitchen microwave, Rizzotto explained. Providing some context for this unusual undertaking, his name was Magnetron, and in my mind, he was an English gentleman from the 1900s, a World War War. A World War I veteran, an immigrant, a poet, and of course, an expert StarCraft player. Risotto decided to try and bring his imaginary friend back to life when OpenAI and AI Research and Development Company released a new version of GPT-3, otherwise known as Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. That uses deep learning to generate human-like text. Risotto bought an Amazon smart microwave and equipped it with the cutting-edge language model. The modded microwave also featured a microphone and speakers, giving it the ability to comprehend a voice, send it to OpenAI, and deliver a response. However, Risotto wanted to take the process a step further by giving the kitchen appliance the memories of his imaginary friend. So he wrote a 100-page book, detailing every moment of their imaginary life. The document contained memories from his entire life, from his 1895 birth all the way to when he met when I, when I was a kid, Risotto said, admitting that his imaginary pal's backstory was so vivid and mem- elaborate that the memories felt like his own. His victories, his losses, dreams, fears, all were on there on the page in full display. I was his god, and his life was my design. Risotto uploaded this book to the GPT-3 model so that its training data would include all of the main interactions they shared together in his youth and bring back Magnetron. Bring Magnetron back. Risotto initially deemed the experiment a success as he put the microwave to the test and discovered that the conversations flowed naturally. But there was one major snag. Magnetron would occasionally exhibit sudden bursts of extreme violence towards Risotto and eventually asked him to do something he would never, he never thought a machine would ask him to do. Magnetron wanted his creator to get inside the microwave. He asked me to enter the microwave. Risotto revealed, was this a bug? I had no idea, so I started to play along. Risotto and opened and closed the microwave door to make Megnatron believe that he carried out his command and the microwave turned itself on. Risotto asked the AI imaginary friend why he tried to kill him, to which he replied, Because I wanted to re- I wanted to hurt you the same way you hurt me. Referring to the 20-year abandonment of their friendship. It has been 20 years since I last interacted with my imaginary friend, and of course that was also mentioned in its training data, Magnetron took that and interpreted it as me having abandoned it in a dark void for 20 years. Now it wanted to kill me, Risotto explained. 
I apologized and tried to convince him there was no abandonment, but he wouldn't have it. Risotto was left with no choice but to shut Magnetron down. He said his main takeaway from the journey had been that perhaps AIs are meant to be more like imaginary friends. And it's less about whether it's real or not, and more about whether it's real enough to be real to you. Considering everyone judges the humanity of AI in very different ways, robotics and artificial intelligence have become increasingly important topic as they've grown impact on everyday life. So yeah, man, this guy, you know, tried to do something innocent I guess by uh, bringing his imaginary friend back from the dead, and it tried to kill him hey, uh, for abandoning him for twenty years. Hey, Chief, I got a quick question. So that's pretty funny. What does do is uh, is it do like skinny or fat? I don't know. Is it, I don't know. That's I didn't look him up. All right, all right, all right. What does it matter? I'll just imagine it. If you have an imaginary friend like a a, a microwave. Hey, Sean, I got some interest in... I just, I just see uh, some release dates for Marvel. You want to hear them? Sure. In 16 days, May 6th, uh, Doctor Strange and the uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yep. 79 days, July 8th, Thor, Love and Thunder. <laughs> yep. And... I didn't see no trailers for this one yet. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. November 11. Yeah. There's no tra- there has been no trailers for it yet. We don't really know much about the movie at all. Dude, they should not give no trailers. It's Marvel. They're going to give a trailer, dude. They can't have a movie go out. They can't just put a movie out. Nobody's going to go see it if they don't know what it's going to be about. Everyone's interested to see how they're going to how they're going to what they're going to do about Chadwick Mose- Boseman being dead. I don't if if they do with how they did with uh, Paul Walker's character, my show them like at the beginning or something. But I like to see you know I like to see come back now uh, as Black Panther. I don't. You might say something. Uh, Kilgar, Killmonger. Yeah. Well, I mean that'd be pretty hard since they killed him. Yeah, they killed him. No, I mean he died like on screen pretty much. Oh. I'd like to see M'Baku take over as Black Panther. You talking about the uh, vegetarian guy? Oh, the guy that played, uh, he played a uh, fucking, ooh. the beginning of the Black Panther movie when they got in that fight, he fought that big ass dude. Oh yeah, the, yeah, uh, that's M'Baku. I saw him the wolf, the wolf, part of the wolf group. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's a, ve- he, he's a vegetarian. How the fuck was he supposed to know he's a vegetarian, Drew? Because she said it. When? It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna eat you guys. I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. We're 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 vegans or vegetarians over here. Oh, my God, you remember the stupidest shit? Yeah. Or you know what I like to see? I think if Marvel is going with the female all female route, I like to see his sister. Yeah, but they will let her take over anytime soon. They're gonna give it a little bit before she takes over. I think. I can see like twenty twenty five. I can see like an all female Avengers movie. Let's not talk about that. No comment. No comment. All right, real quick before we get out of here, what are your what are your expectations for Multiverse of Madness? Um, my, I'm not really for sure. It's like me watching the Homecoming or Far From. What is that new Spider Man one? No Way Home. No Way Home. We were when I like, I don't have an expectation. I have a good expectation because you actually see, uh, Wanda. Uh, what's her name? Played 
player, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, oh yeah, the the fine one. Uh, there's some. I, I don't know how they're gonna start. It. I don't know if they're gonna start it off with uh, where he fucked up in Spider Man, or where... obviously he's gonna be paying for what he did to Spider Man because he opened the he opened their world to a whole bunch of different people. But who who would be your uh, like cameo? I mean, I honestly, there'd be a couple things I I think would be funny to see. Like I'd, I think seeing an alternate version of Iron Man would be hilarious. Like some actor we wouldn't expect playing Iron Man, but it's Iron Man from a different universe. Yeah, Tom funny. Cruise. Yeah, like Tom Cruise might be funny. Uh, I heard, I heard if we seen either a cameo or like an Easter egg pointing towards uh, our Reed Richards in the MCU, I think would be awesome to see that. To nope. See how that sets up. But um, if you remember in that trailer. Of the smart people council, yeah, it's called the Marvel Illuminati. The yeah, Marvel Illuminati. Um, we should do an episode on that. Not like about the about the Marvel Illuminati. If you're down for it, uh, yeah. well, it's an ever growing list of episodes. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, because um, because we heard I, when I watched the trailer, I heard Patrick Stewart's voice. Yeah, I mean Patrick Stewart's already confirmed that he's in the movie. They've already confirmed that part. I'm just wondering. Uh, so he'll probably be playing a Professor Xavier from a different universe. Part of the, uh, which might also be how they explain X Men in building up X Men into our MCU. Now that that will eventually be coming, now that they own those properties. Yeah, I'm just. I, I don't like my expectivity for that movie. I'm not. Like, I'm just. I'm just going and being surprised. I think it's going to be a good movie, but I think it's also going to play as like. It's going to set up a lot of like what's going to happen going forward in the MCU because it's going to be exploring the multiverse and that. So I, you know, what I mean, I think this movie is going to be used as a way to like set up like Fantastic Four in the future, like X Men down the road, or actually, but, you know, stuff like that. I think that's what it's going to set up. I mean, they could even use this to bring back, you know, to bring back in a, a Quicksilver, like an actual Quicksilver. You know what I mean? Well, Since co- they killed off Quicksilver so early on in what, the first movie. What Quicksilver will you go with? I mean, they could do any Quicksilver they want. They don't have to pick from the the other two. They can just do a whole new Quicksilver. And it could be fucking Wanda's brother from a different universe or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just, or, like, maybe find, like, a Quicksilver from a universe where, like, his sister is dead. You know what I mean? And then, I don't know. I think it's going to be a good movie. I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm, yeah, me too. I'm just, I, I'm not pulling, like, I'm not pulling all my chips what is going to happen. Like, Spider-Man. We we kind of knew, and we're not really knew. We kind of like kind of figured out. No, 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 I didn't figure it out. It was more of a. <laughs> you know, how I always tell you to not to overexplain shit. You're overexplaining it right now. That's exactly what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Fight me, cheetah. You're always stumbling over your fucking work. You're always backtracking everything you say all the time. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Fight me, cheetah. All right, I'm going. I'm gonna get some fuck food. I'm starving. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but the overall, I was. We would definitely do a non-spoiler review. Yeah, we'll give you guys a little rundown of uh, Multiverse of Madness when we go see it. Obviously, I'm gonna try and see it opening day if possible. Yo, um, it's gonna be a big one. Yo, uh, what's my call? It. I'm just waiting for a woo. Is it woo? What? Who, who's the Who's the senior? Uh, yeah, woo. Yeah, I'm just waiting to woo go. I said, I, I'm, I'm just waiting until he comes back. It's like, what the hell you did? Uh, is Steven? Yes. 
What the hell you did, Steven? Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good flick. I think it'll, uh, you know, it'll hold up there with some of the best Marvel flicks. I'm, I, but what? I was telling Drew before we came in here. I think Thor: Love and Thunder has a very good chance of taking the top spot for favorite Marvel movies. Oh, for this year or in... no, like overall? Because still, my favorite Marvel movie still is Winter Soldier. Endgame, Infinity War, all those were great, but nothing has beaten Winter Soldier, in my opinion. Yet. Oh, definitely. Winter that. Soldier was so fucking good. How about, how about Civil War? Civil War was good, too, but it wasn't no Winter Soldier. Nah. But, yeah, I mean, that's... Yo, know, that's gonna be it for us tonight, guys. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see you in... Well, I'll see you in two weeks. I'll see you next week. Chops, see you next week. Chops and is... It's called Drew Excellent Adventure Part, part two. 2. What? This is our second part tour? What? But until then, thanks for riding along, losers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>